Hi there, welcome to the Causeway Coast Vineyard podcast. We are a church who are passionate about seeing the transformation of individuals and institutions in our city through the generations to see all things new in our community. We hope you enjoy this message. So hey guys, welcome to our Connection Conversation this morning. Our Position for Hope series has taken a break for this week. It's probably off enjoying the wonderful sunshine, the unexpected sunshine that we are experiencing today. And I'm here with the wonderful Liz Johnston, our family's pastor. And some of you might be wondering why I'm sitting so close or why I called her the lovely Liz, but we have been bubbling for 20 years, so all is good. You don't have to be twitched. All is well. Uh, and last week, Liz, you launched the kind of the concept of, of hubs, mm-hmm. and we're going to dive into that this morning and, and put a bit more meat on the bones. And really, I guess the backdrop to hubs has been connection and, and how difficult we have found that all of us have really found that hard in this last year. So we thought it would be great to have a conversation about connection, hence the appropriately titled Connection Conversation that we have this morning. And we thought it would be great to invite some special guests to be a part of that conversation. And so welcome, Carice. Welcome, Mark. Welcome, Donald. You guys are all at different ages and stages of life, different experiences in this last year of lockdown. And so we're really looking forward to hearing what you guys have got to share this morning and contribute into that conversation. Now, I don't know if any of you have been on television before, but we just wanted to make you feel at ease. And so just uh, a little kind of starter for 10 question. If we could just imagine that that lockdown is over, wouldn't that be wonderful? Restrictions have ended. What are a couple of the things that you're looking forward to doing when it's all over, Carice? So, um, Ali and I celebrated our 25th wedding anniversary last year. Congratulations. Congratulations. With a takeaway and a half undone kitchen. (laughs) So, I'm really looking forward to um, doing what we dreamed of, which is doing some traveling and getting away. And as well, just getting, we have a really big family. I'm the eldest of seven, so I just cannot wait till we get that sort of almost 40 big gathering indoors with everybody together. Fantastic. Mark, what about you, mate? Yeah, actually, um, similar, not, not exactly the same thing, but similar, I'd, I'd love to travel. Um, I do love traveling, so it'd be nice to go away again and also just have people in the house. I'm not long married, so um, it's kind of strange not being able to have people over to the house, and I want to show, show it off and show people that we've got a house, so um, yeah, that'll be nice whenever we can do that. Brilliant. Donald, what about you? Well, a haircut would be nice. Yeah. <laughs> or, or how I can do a, one for you, if you like. <laughs> Only uh, one style, how sadly. About a proper coffee shop experience. But, but really, what I've missed the most is just being able to gather together on a Sunday morning. Yeah. No masks, no social distancing. Hug a friend, sit close together and sing out loud. It's yeah. so nice to get back to that. That would be great. And Liz, what about you? Um, I think, oh, my kids really miss just going to other friends' houses. Um, haircut is long overdue, dentist appointment, and a concert. Like, being in a crowd, gosh, that was a while since that's happened, so yeah. For sure. Just for a few. So Liz, for anyone that missed last week, um, you shared about hubs, why don't you give us a quick kind of two minute recap of of how we, what your thinking was, how we kind of got there, and then we'll we'll dive more in later on. Yeah, so just as James said, connection just has been harder and we've all felt it and it's been a year of that now. And just at the beginning of this year, I was just praying and just asking God, is there anything that we can do to just 
journey through this together so that we feel that as a community that we can bring people along the way and we feel like we've journeyed together together and we were just looking at um, things like train stations bus depots um, airports where you have a crowd of people from all different walks of life all different stages all different stories all on a journey and although that place that connection hub itself isn't a destination it's so important on the journey that people were on and it got me thinking, what if we could create some connection hubs, places where people can connect on life's journey and their journey with Jesus, walking through this? How can we do that together? So we um, announced last week that we were going to be creating these connection hubs and we would be launching them in March. Okay, brilliant. So yeah, for I guess this, this last year we have been predominantly living in an online world and we all have mixed feelings about that. Um, Chris, how's that been for you? What are your thoughts in terms of... Oh, I didn't even say the word Siri. I don't know how she <laughs> thought you could get involved. Um, so Chris, uh, what has been your kind of thoughts and feelings about online church connection, that kind of thing? So it's been about 11 years and I've been living in my work and anybody who knows me that's um, not been hugely and wildly positive and, and I suppose the, the remote learning aspect of it has been around um, being in work with five other people from my husband and my four children, two of which are, are supposed to be um, doing their university studies. So there's been an element of a massive shift for us in terms of how we do life and work all together and you know I'll be honest with you, lock down happened initially. Um, we took it as a great opportunity to buy um, what, these uh, cappuccino sachets, was about as good as it got really back then. Do you remember that? Not even a takeaway open. Yeah. And you know, we yeah. really embraced the first three months. Like we loved it. We sat down 11.30, the worship, we did it together as a family. And then just at the end of summer, we were just like, just not sure we can do this any. And there was a shift for us. So to be honest, James, and you'll know this and anybody who knows me, I've really struggled with that. Um, now, there's been other ways I've been able to connect. I'm very thankful for good friends and family. But yeah, that online part of church, listen, there's no substitute, you know, um, for actually that human connection. And as my husband reminded me, you know, as I as I meet people, um, I get very excited when I see people from church. So much so he's like, Okay, we need to go and let this poor person um, be, you know, you know, just left alone because I get very excited. So, yeah, there's a lot I'm missing, but I guess it's um, just that time to reevaluate and look at other yeah, connections. Yeah, so your work, you've kind of lived online for work, and so perhaps kind of less capacity for online when it comes to church is probably how you're finding it. I mean, is there anything that you have enjoyed about church online? Do you know, um, as I've been saying to people over the last couple of weeks, the online Wednesday evening services, thank you to all the incredible worship leaders there. I mean, that has been life for me. Um, yeah. We have loved it. I have just, you know, to the point it's actually a distraction to my work in a really good way. I find myself worshiping and just that sense of God's presence gets me through to the fact that when it comes to the Tuesday guys, everyone in the family's like, can, can we change the songs? So the Wednesday comes really timely in order to do that. And then I see, I see my children connecting online in a really beautiful way. My daughter on a Wednesday night where she's a small group and they're praying for each other and they're giving each other words. That's incredible. Yeah. So yeah, we're just finding it in different ways. Brilliant. Mark, what about you? What's been your experience? Yeah, I guess for me, it has been um, 
it has been difficult. I mean, it's definitely not ideal, but I think um, I've tried to just engage with it as much as I can. And I am very privileged, I should say. You know, I'm on the worship team, so I do get to be here in and out. And um, that is just, that is life-giving for me, being around, you know, some people for even if it is two hours on a Sunday morning. Um, but, you know, I, I, do, I do know people who have um, said, you know, oh, we'll just, we'll just have to wait until it's all back to normal. But I think if you look back now um, to March last year, you, you know, you thought it was going to be three months. You're like, oh, or two weeks, I think. Initially, it was, or maybe eight weeks, I think it was. Initially, it was like, oh, it'll be over in eight weeks, we'll be fine. But now we're almost a year, um, a year, a year on. And I yeah. think that decision, you know, that early on can be really tricky if you just decide, oh, we'll just wait until we're back yeah. to normal, but, you know, we're, we're still not there yet. So my outlook's very much been, you know, if, 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 if we're here, you know, if we're here, God's got something for it. So I'll try and engage with it as much as possible. I want to be part of whatever he's trying to teach me or whatever he's trying to do in church, um, you know, but definitely difficult, definitely hard still. Yeah, not, not easy by any way. Donald. Yes, I mean, last March when lockdown started, it didn't seem too bad. It was a bit of a novelty. The weather was nice. We could go out walking. Uh, and we thought, as Mark said, a few weeks will all be over and things will go back to normal. And of course, nothing could be further from the truth. And we've, we've been struggling on ever since then. Um, I have to say, though, I, I found online church really quite good. The chance to sit in a comfy seat in your front room, a cup of coffee and enjoy the worship in the Maybe top. still in your pyjamas, you know, uh, no one asked Sometimes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yes, no, I, I, I took to that uh, quite well. Yeah. Small groups was, was slightly different. Uh, that was something, certainly for me, I had to push into. It would have been easy just to withdraw and, and pull the curtains and, and, you know, hunker down. But, but um, I, I felt the need to push into that and get the yeah. benefit from it. Yeah. Yeah. And as we've said, we, like, we all hope, we all want lockdown to be over. We're close to a year, and with the, with the news this week, which we know will come as, as a disappointment to many people, it definitely will be more than a year by the time it's, it's over. And we've all kind of talked about this. There is, there is the risk that we can hunker down and wait for it to blow over. Like, just a random example, I know we were, we were part of a church and we thought we were having this building for six months, and so we didn't do a lot of work to it, and those six months turned into six years, and we could have done a lot to that building if we'd have known that from the start. And certainly, lockdown isn't going to last six years, but there is this risk of it's going to go on longer than we think it will. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and so there is this risk that people who perhaps haven't in, chosen to engage are, are, are going to feel disconnected and going to be disconnected for a very long time. Liz, why don't you jump in on, on the back of that uh, and just talk about maybe some of the things you've noticed with small group yeah. signups, yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah, so we're a church that um, loves small groups. We have three times a year and there's an opportunity for people to sign up. Um, those small groups were meeting in homes. They were interest groups. There was a real diverse range of them. And um, they were fantastic for lots of different ways to connect. There was opportunities for that organic conversation that finding out who the small group leader was, finding that your friend was going to one. It was, it was like an easy win to maybe join a group. And what I was noticing was um, as the year went on, less people signed up for small group. Um, maybe the margin for that energy to, to start something, whether they could commit to it, and probably the different ways that we could connect, the different small groups were getting smaller and smaller as we were trying different small groups, but actually the ones that were online were the ones that were surviving um, the term. And what I was noticing was the enthusiasm that 
that I can connect was not happening so much. People were not wanting to sign up. Um, and I think there's quite a few reasons for that. And I think just the, the hardness of it. Uh, and where do I sign up? And can I see a whole term? Can I do online? Those things we, was just, we were just seeing in probably the numbers of sign-ups. Have decreased. Okay. Yeah. And why do we think this kind of new way of connection might be better yeah. than the old one, certainly in this season? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so when we look at those sort of sign-ups, people had to make that effort to, to sign up, to find a way to connect. And then there was many opportunities. So that's more of a sort of organic way of, of really how we make friends um, through conversations and bumping into one another. And what I was feeling that if those are all been withdrawn and difficult, then then maybe having something that's more structured would help people. Actually placing people, saying these are the people that, um, that will be in that hub. And, and actually having a more of a consistency so that these will run for longer. Um, people will be placed in them. And then instead of a set way of connecting, so saying it's a Zoom call once a week, then those hubs have an opportunity to creatively think of connection in with the people they have, in the space they have, with the capacity they have. Okay, so um, talk to us a bit more about hubs. What are the distinctives? What will they look like? Expand a bit more on that. And, and how do we sign up? How do people sign up for hubs? Yeah, so we want this to be an opportunity where people know how to connect, but we also want it to be an opportunity for people that are new um, and are exploring, journeying with Jesus, journeying with a church. We want there to be room for them to join us with this and journey together. So hubs will be running for longer. They'll be larger, so there'll be approximately four, 40 people facilitated by four trusted people from Causeway Coast Vineyard. And um, again, there'll be different different rhythms of connection. So each hub might look very different of how they're connecting. And, and, our, and our hope is that as we journey through this and some of those restrictions lifts, lift, the hubs can then explore what does that look like. Maybe we can go for a walk with one other person now, but if those numbers um, start getting a little bit easier, then the, there could be room within those hubs for people to actually meet up as well. And, and do we sign up for these hubs? So um, you'll be placed in a hub okay. if we have your details on our, um, on our planning centre. Okay, and we'll come on to that a little yeah. bit later on. Okay, so 40 people, yes. right? That's quite big. Yes. Um, guys, what do we think about that? Donald, what's your thoughts on 40 people? Well, 40, 40 may sound like quite a lot, but there are always people who are not comfortable in small groups. And I don't just mean the church small groups, I mean any small group of people. Uh, the introverts plus... of this world. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Plus, plus the fact that in, in a small group, maybe not everybody is available all the time. Yeah. If you're in a larger group, then the chances are there'll always be somebody who you can talk to, uh, pray with, or, or meet up for a walk. Um, the connection will exist there. The possibility will exist there, which it may not within a small group. Yeah. So I don't think 40 is too big. Okay. Mark? Yeah, I, I, would, I would agree. I mean, in my head, 40 is like, like the idea of it is like it's 39 opportunities to connect and... Um, it's kind of what you make of it. So exactly as you said, you know, maybe maybe eventually you go for a walk with someone, or um, but if you don't engage with it, you know, you know, suppose you're not really gonna get anything out of it. But if you do engage with it, you choose to try and give it a shot. You meet someone or you call someone. It's just that like support network that you have, you know. And I think that's quite a large group that gives you like, you know, 
Sunshine, such bad, gives you a choice of who you want to connect with. Because there, there's, there's going to be people you not more naturally connect with, of course, in that group of 40. So, yeah. 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 And, and Carice, over to you, what's your thoughts on 40? And I know maybe if you want to speak a little bit about the opt-out kind of thing, I know that was something that you found attractive. Yeah, definitely the negative person here when it comes to all of this. But essentially for me, I'm probably, the 40 to me is like the structure. It's almost like it's the framework for this. I'm actually a lot more interested in the the ones and twos and the smaller groups. So what I love about it is we've got four leaders and we've got, so that's 10 um, for each one. So there's that sense of multiplication to 40. But there's also a tremendous opportunity to really go deep. I love the fact that it's in a longer term than a small group because a small group, it's almost like a program. This is not a program. Mm. This is almost like a structure and a framework for connection that I believe has the potential to have great longevity. And I think that's the beauty of this. So for me, the opt-out part was I've experienced this at university. We have this plethora of incredible interventions to help people. So I cannot tell you, I mean, I'd be here all day talking about all of the wonderful programs, the shiny new programs that we have. And what we're finding is people time and time again say, I'm not being supportive. I don't know where to to go. I don't, nobody's listening to me. This is not a shiny new program. This idea of the opting out is there's a structure there for you if you engage in it. And I think the real opportunity is how we listen to one another mm. in those, those smaller groups that I believe, just as Mark says, it will hap- happen naturally as you connect with people. And then we really have an opportunity to show God's love to each other in all different ways that is relevant um, for the people where they're at. Yeah, so I think, yeah, it's, it's probably important to say that um, this is not gonna be 40 people on a Zoom call. Each group is going to be different. Um, and yeah, just that kind of opt-out, I think, is, is really kind of key. And it's people have found it maybe difficult to sign up for small groups. I know Donald, Mark, you guys, I think, are both in online yes. small groups. Yes. Was that, um, did you have to force yourself into that? Was it difficult or were you kind of keen to connect? Well, a, a bit of both, really, yes. In, in one sense, we, we were keen to connect, but... Having said that, it, t- it took an effort. It was what Chris was saying. You, ha- you had to push yourself. You had to make an effort yeah. to make the connection. Uh, it was worth it once you got there, but it, but, but it, t- it took an effort. Mark, yourself. Yeah, no, I would say the same. It did, you just had, I mean, it is, a, it, is a, it is a click of a button, but you have to be like, okay, I'm signing up for eight weeks or, or whatever it looks like. Whereas before, it was maybe a lot easier, like, oh, sure, it'll be around to someone's house and that kind of thing. Whereas now it's like another call or, but, I think it's been very it's been very beneficial for me. Like I mean, I've made friends that I wouldn't naturally have made um, through small groups. The first, I mean, in the first lockdown, I was in a small group, and then I'm in a small group again now. And it's such a diverse group of people that um, I wouldn't naturally like even on a Sunday. I don't think I would probably naturally actually get a chance to chat to them. So it's been really nice that way to um, get to know people. And you yeah. have to, you have to push, you have to engage to make it happen. You know. Yeah, and so you've made some friends that you can meet up with when this is kind of over. You can actually meet them yeah. in person and, yeah, have connection. That's brilliant. So, Liz, we've kind of gone through some of the the distinctives. So, opt is one. Yeah. Um, term, talk about term times, that kind of thing. Uh, what will that look like? Yeah. 
So what we're saying at the moment is that um, small groups will cease and we are going to run hubs. So until we have launched hubs, we, we're not going to run small groups at the same time. So these so ones... Um, yep, and then and then hubs will begin, and then hubs will will go a little bit longer. And really, our hope is that it sees us through, and hopefully, a little bit of the other side of some of the easing of the restrictions that gives us room to explore these connections. And then, all of this is unknown territory, isn't it? All of it is um, not anything that we've seen before. And, and what it gives us, I think, is some room to then explore what is God making available afterwards. So um, there will be a pause on small groups. They mm. won't launch, but we will be doing hubs instead. Yeah, and I think, Chris, you kind of, you kind of hinted at this, is that we're not saying, ta-da, this is amazing, hubs are the answer, but we do know there is an issue with connection, and so we feel like this is some God-inspired thinking, this is some good thinking, and we're going to give it a go, and we're going to see how that works for us. Okay, brilliant. Now, Liz, big question. Yes. Um, yes. If I'm placed in a hub, yes. is that hub never going to change? No, so they will continue to run till the summer, and, and then we're going to see, we're going to see um, how the connections go, but there will be a natural sort of breathing to this. There'll be some people that will be placed in a hub that will say, actually, um, I don't want to connect in that way, and that's fine, and we want hubs to be accessible for anybody. So if you're watching this morning, and this is the first time you're watching, you are so welcome. You know, this is an opportunity for you also to journey with us. Just as we're talking, we're hearing that... We we're making new friends, that we're leaning in in connection. And that means we're all in a similar situation. So we want to create hubs that we can welcome anyone that wants to journey this with us. So they will slightly change. We'll ebb, ebb a and, bit of ebb and flow. They ebb will, flow. definitely. Okay. Um, but they will, they, will not, they will be the same till the summer. Okay. And so if I've got friends who aren't a part of CCV, they would be able to join as well? Yeah, and we really hope that this will be a really good opportunity for you to invite your friends. And, may, and we are hoping that that would increase the accessibility. If people are watching online, you know that your friends are watching online, you've started a watch party, and then they say, yeah, I'd like to get involved. And that's an opportunity for you to say, come and, come and meet some of the people that I'm journeying with at Causeway Coast Vineyard. So, yeah, we would love that. Brilliant. And do any of you guys have maybe a story or know of someone who has perhaps wouldn't consider them as a part, a part of CCV, but has joined in with us in this kind of season. We've been online, so there's been more opportunity for people to come. Anyone kind of thing well, like that? I mean, I know of, of one, one person who um, is a member of another church, but uh, that particular church doesn't always have an evening service. And so he was very pleased to be able to come along to our evening service and in that sense become part of CCV while yeah. still retaining the links with his own church. And he's been able to, to join in online as well because of that, because of the connection and, and share a bit of CCV that way. Okay, and so hubs are something that would be available to yeah. them. Okay, so um, this is a question I was going to ask Liz, but I'm going to throw it, throw it out to you guys, hopefully not throw you under the bus too much. Um, but what do you guys think uh, would be expected of you as a member of a hub? So we'll start with Carice and we'll work our way around. 
So my viewpoint on this is that this is an opportunity um, to love one another. So um, that looks differently. I think I've already said that. So um, for me, um, I would love to be able to have a couple of people that I could uh, naturally connect with to say, um, I'm, I've been thinking about you this morning. I want to pray for you or actually more importantly what can I pray for you for and ask people and to listen um, and that can just be a text message or it actually you know it's permitted to go for a walk one-on-one -on -one. so do you need to get out of the house is that really important um, those aspects I'm probably more in the practical side than I am otherwise so that's what I kind of feel that would be the opportunity for me okay brilliant I don't know necessarily if I have any um, ideas, you know, on, on or from my point of view, what expectation would be more, more of like a support network. I see it as like there's a network of people there that if you need them, they're there. If you need them to pray, as you said, and a, a real place where you can share share the gifts that God's given you with. And um, I think that's been really people have missed sharing what God's given them to other people. And it's a place where people can share their gifts with you, and especially within that amount of people, forty like there's maybe probably a lot of gifts, you know, that God's given those people, you know, encouragement, blessing, um, loads of things that, you know, people can dive in with and really have that space. You know, as you've said, Carice, um, small groups is a program, you know, you follow, you know, whether it's Sunday or you follow CTV Core or, you know, whatever that looks like, whereas this is like a lot more open. So there's a lot more space to kind of, you know, get alongside each other and um, be with one another that way. So. Yes, I think the chance to, to be available for people without them feeling that they're imposing on you too much, just the, just the chance to have a chat with someone on the phone or, as Chris said, go for a walk, to be there to support people. If they're feeling bad and they phone up and they just want a chat, that, that can make all the difference, especially for someone who's lonely or feeling isolated or they're having a bad week and they're really feeling down. Um, you don't feel you're imposing on somebody where you might be in a small group where you know if there's plenty of people available you can talk to them they can talk to you they just even just to listen to you in other words let let, let them talk and you listen yeah, yeah for sure and, and donald i know that COVID has been something that your family has experienced personally and we'd love to hear that kind of story but and also maybe some of your thoughts on, on how a hub would perhaps help someone um, in need who maybe hasn't been part of a small group and we're aware there's a lot of people that, that aren't in small groups we know why you know low margins that kind of thing it has been an effort in in this kind of covid season um, but we'd love to hear your kind of thoughts yes. and hear your story i mean the, the last few months have been particularly difficult for my wife Kay and myself uh, back in november she was ill uh, and then we all caught covid because she was already weak and, and, and feeling ill, it hit her very hard. She was in hospital and oxygen for some days. And just as she was recovering from that, she, she had to go in for an emergency operation. Uh, so as you can imagine, that was a very difficult and, and, and worrying time. Uh, fortunately, we, we were members of actually two small groups. And the support we received from them was, was just tremendous. They, 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 they were always keen to, to find out Kay's condition. A lot of times they were praying for us, obviously, particularly for Kay as indeed were other people in the church. And um, at that time, I was not only taking stuff into Kay in the hospital, I was trying to look after myself. I was working more hours than, than usual due to certain circumstances. And I got a lot of practical help. And the number of times I came home in the evening and there was a meal waiting for me in the doorstep, which just, just made all the difference. 
Um, so being in those small groups really gave us the support we needed to get us yeah. through a very difficult time. But that's the advantage I can see in hubs because you can get that level of support without feeling you need to be in a small, an intimate small group. Yeah. There'll just be people there who will be willing to help you, whether it's in a practical way or to pray for you or to listen to you. Uh, and and that's, that's going to be the real benefit of them, that, that sort of support available to anybody without those people feeling that they're imposing on anyone. Yeah, for sure. And, and how is Kay doing at the minute? Uh, she's not out of the woods yet, um, but she's recovering well, and, and she'll get there. Thanks yeah. for asking. Well, why don't we, I would love to pray for Kay and maybe anybody else who's, who's um, ill this morning. So, yeah, Father, we lift up Kay to you uh, and anyone else who is sick this morning. God, we take authority over their bodies. We speak health. We speak life. We speak vitality to them. Would they be healed in your name, Father God? And we, we, we ask for comfort this morning for those that perhaps have lost um, loved ones in this last year. God, we know that you come and you bind up the brokenhearted. So would you come and comfort them this morning? Father, thank you for your goodness, God. Thank you for your kindness. Amen. 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 Okay, so yeah, I think, Donald, what you've said, it's, it's brilliant. All of you guys, actually, that's the heart of it, is that we all get to play, you know, the classic John Wimber. We all get to be a part of this. We're all part of the body, whether we, we feel we're significant or not, whether we're an eye or a, or a little toe, we're all a part of the body. We all have something to, to contribute. So, yeah, that's really the gist, I think, of what we're saying about this. Um, Liz, back to you with a couple more questions. What if I don't live in this kind of area? Yeah. So this is a big shift for us. Um, it's a lot of people to start putting in hubs. Um, and we're just sort of asking people to be very gracious with us. So um, one of the things that I might ask a, answer a couple of questions in one. One of the things that we really need you guys to do this week is to make sure your details are updated on Planning Centre, which is our database, because that's how we're going to start creating those hubs and we get the information. So if you are interested, I know that's a big ask if you're watching this for the first time. To, we don't don't normally ask for all of your details but um, there's there's going to be a link that's going to come up on the chat and that's just a way for you to enter them if you are interested in joining a hub but what we're going to do is we are going to just um, start with um, with just the sort of geographical areas people that we just know can then start seeing one another as, as lockdown lifts but our heart is to be inclusive of everyone that's been connecting and and to journey that together which means that we do want to create space it's just going to take a little bit of time and, and that's just the same if anyone sort of misses that cutoff point of this week is that we would love to get you into a hub but we're just gonna um you're just gonna need to be gracious with us because we're gonna start with the the people and the details that we have for everyone that's filled it in this week okay so, so the deadline is friday friday I'll to update in. your details so that's just right. just to kind of just maybe speak as the authority on planning center i'm wearing my planning center socks today actually for anyone that cares um but we are using Planning Centre to help us. It is not forming the groups. It is not some sort of artificial intelligence. But we are using the information that we have gathered to help us put people into hubs. You've talked about geographical things. Um, these are not necessarily geographical hubs, but that is giving us a head start on how to get people into a hub. We have to find some way, some head start of, of grouping together lots of 40s. Um, so that's what we're doing. And we do have lots of names, addresses, phone numbers already, um, but we just want to make sure they are up to date. So this Friday, 
please get your information up to date. There should be links and things like that in the chat. So that's what we need to do now, yeah. all this happening. And when are hubs going to hopefully launch? So hopefully we're aiming to get them um, started by the 8th of March. 8th of March. So, yeah. Okay, yeah. so update your details by Friday yeah. and hubs hopefully starting by 8th of March. Yeah. And we've covered off if we miss the formation of hubs, people just need to give us a little bit of grace yeah. uh, and we will do our best yeah. to get people into a hub. Yeah. Okay, and you had something yeah. that you wanted to share. Yeah. So I, yeah. think, I think that's, I think everything that we wanted to cover in terms of our conversation Guys, thank you so much for sharing your thoughts. It's been really valuable to us, and I know lots of other people will echo with the, with the sentiments and things and your experiences of lockdown. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we just wanted to take just the next couple of moments to just pray um, and to um, just have an opportunity to encounter God in all of this because we are just aware that um, what we are talking about is a difficult time. But we know that God is in it. We know that God's heart is for us to be connected. We know that God has designed us to be connected with him. And when that disconnect come, came, Jesus came and died for us so that we could be rightly connected back to God. And we also want to be connected to one another. That is just God's design. And we just want to take this opportunity and we're just going to um, pray for you. Um, and I'm just going to read something from Corinthians. And this is um, a book in the Bible. This is a letter that someone wrote to an early church. And in Corinthians 1 verse um, 3, it says this. All praises belong to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. For he is the Father of tender mercy and the God of endless comfort. He always comes alongside us to comfort us in every suffering so that we can come alongside those who are, who are in painful trial. We can bring them the same comfort that God has poured out upon us. And I just want to take this opportunity to, to pray for you that are watching. Foremost, we need to encounter God's presence. And God is here. God is close to you. And He is the God of all comfort. He is the God who is familiar with you and your life and what you are going through. And this morning, I just had a sense when we were praying of just that feeling of how am I going to get through this? Maybe you're thinking that for your children or for people that you know or for yourself. How am I going to get through this? And in that moment, God wants to pour out his comfort. When we talk about hubs, we're talking about pouring out a comfort to one another that we have encountered from God. And that's why we want to be in these hubs, to have that journey together. But why don't you just, while you are watching, maybe just allow the presence of God to fall. He has just been here the whole morning. But just take that moment to receive that comfort from God. Just ask him where you know you need to receive his comfort. Where there feels that loss. Yes, Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, come and, and fill everyone that is watching, everybody that is listening. Yeah, thank you, Father. Yeah, Mark, and you just had something to share, didn't you? Yeah, I just had a sense um, that there are people, you know, watching or maybe watching later on or today um, who um, just 
just feel so lonely and feel like they've got no one to turn to, that um, nobody's there for them, nobody's there to listen. Um, and I did have a name, and, and that name was Margaret. And if, if your name's Margaret today, and, and that's what you that's what you feel like, um, I'd really love to pray for you. I'd li- really love to pray for anyone who feels um, lonely like that, who feels like they've got no one to turn to. Um, I, I know that God wants to remind you today that um, that He's with you, that He sees you, um, that He loves you. And yeah, I, ju- I just pray right now, Lord, that you would pour out your presence on anyone that feels lonely right now, that feels like they can't go any longer on their own. It feels like they've got no one to turn to. They've got no one that listens to them, that cares for them. God, I, I break those lies in Jesus' name and I say, God, that you would be with them. Would you show them that you love them and that you're with them? And I pray that they would just have a tangible sense of your presence right now, whether that's in their hands or in their heart. God, I pray that you would make it known to them that you love them, that you're with them right now, Jesus. wanted to take a moment to share um, this week um, I've been wrestling and, and looking at a passage in 1 John 4 um, and the verse 18 says this, there is no fear in love but perfect love dries out all fear and when you take the whole context of that passage the whole thing is entitled God's love and ours and do you know right now I really have a sense that there are people completely stuck because of fear and I also I specifically feel that there's a fear of the unknown a fear of the future and that could be for some people a fear of losing their job a fear of what will happen my children a fear over just not even being able to plan and um the one thing that we know about God's love, it says it's perfect. It's not that we're perfect, and indeed his love doesn't make us perfect, but he loves us in our imperfection. Um, so I just want to take a moment and just pray, if that's okay, um, just around that. Um, Heavenly Father, I want to thank you for your promise of perfect love the completeness of that love that is not dependent on our understanding. In fact, it's not even dependent on feelings. It's actually a decision. So right now in every room where people are gathered, the people are listening, I pray right now, Father, that, and if you're sitting in your room, I I would like you to be audible in, in in your decision. Father, I love you because you first loved me. Father, help me receive your love and help me to give your love to others. And Lord, show me how I can do that for the rest of today and as the days go on. In Jesus' name. Thank you for joining us for our podcast today. For more information, resources and opportunities, you can check us out at CosmicCoastVineyard.com.